Could you go broke in retirement because of your personality? We have new data that you absolutely need to hear and maybe some ideas for how to prevent disaster and what our money friends think of all this on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I'm certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my grown-up kitchen in New York City. And coming to you from uh, outside Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show, I'm Joe Salcihai. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Thanks to Rocket Dollar for supporting Money with Friends. Rocket Dollar account holders have the ability to invest their retirement savings in anything they choose through a Rocket Dollar direct, uh, self-directed IRA or a solo 401k. Make investments directly into real estate, private companies, peer-to-peer lending, crowdfunding, and everything else allowed by the IRS. Get $100 off your setup fee by heading to rocketdollar.com slash MWF. That's rocketdollar.com slash MWF. And as we say, every time we have Rocket Dollar on here as a sponsor. If you're going to go into those asset classes, Bobby, you better know what you're doing because you don't want a letter from the IRS that says, guess what? You just violated your IRA. That's why we like Rocket Dollar. Lots of education there and they do it for less money. And lots of nuances in that kind of investing, which a lot of people are considering because the stock market has been at recent highs and there's a need to diversify and you're not really going to get much return in the bond market. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to them. But also thanks to you for picking this piece. We're going to talk about personality traits to not go broke. Who, who would you guess is uh, has less of a go broke personality, you or me? Hmm. I don't want to say without giving it <laughs> away. I mean, I think that we're both pretty financially conservative. Yeah. But I think you are probably more conservative than me. I was going to say, I think it's totally you. I think you're less likely to really? go broke than me after reading this piece. Yes, absolutely. I don't know. But we'll see. I don't know. No more we'll foreshadowing. See. Yeah. Let's see which one of our friends is going to kick this off and then we'll kick off this discussion. This is Lacey from the Military Money Show. Money headlines explain six days a week. That can only mean you are tuned in to Money with Friends. All right. This piece comes to us from Market Watch. It is by our friend Katie Hill. And the headline is, if you have these personality traits, you could be at a higher risk of going broke in retirement. Plus two traits that predict slower withdrawal rates in retirement. Your personality and other personality traits may have more of an impact on how fast you spend your retirement savings than factors such as your age, your marital status, desire to leave an inheritance, and whether you continue to do work to work during retirement, according to a study published by the Journal of Psychology and Aging. Two traits, conscientiousness, for example, you're organized, thorough, hardworking, and cautious, and financial self-efficacy which is a sense of resilience and control over financial situations, had the strongest direct relationship with the rate in which people withdrew from their retirement savings accounts. People with these traits withdrew at a much slower rate. 
Meanwhile, people who are more open to new experiences, for example, those who are creative, imaginative, adventurous, and curious, more agreeable, for example, those who are sympathetic, caring, warm, and helpful, and more neurotic, for example, people who are frequently nervous, worried, moody, and are not calm, were more likely than others to withdraw from their retirement savings at a greater rate. And people who experienced a lot of negative emotions in the past month, such as being afraid, scared, upset, frustrated, guilty, ashamed, bored, hostile, jittery, nervous, sad, or distressed. Sounds like reading the side of a uh, 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 medicine, like possible side effects. We're also more likely to withdraw at a higher rate. The possible reasons, greater neuroticism and negative emotions can result in impulsive financial behavior and poorly timed investment decisions. Sarah Asbedo, an author of the study and a financial planning professor at Texas Tech University, tells MarketWatch of these findings. Those greater in agreeableness tend to be warm, sympathetic, accommodating, and caring, and therefore may prioritize giving financial support to others, family, friends, or charity over preserving money in, in their account. And she adds, research suggests that these higher in openness tend to place less value on material goods and more on experiences, but also demonstrate impulsiveness and less prudent money management behaviors, which again may result in higher withdrawal rates. I don't, back when I was a financial planner, Bobby, I saw this all the time. If people were more empathetic, they were usually much more uh, apt to give money away at an earlier age. And I had to tell them that, no, 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 there's this line you can't cross or you're not going to be able to make it. And they would still cross it anyway, thinking, you know what? And this is the agreeableness part. They're like, something will happen. It'll get better. Almost like, I don't know if you remember that movie, Shakespeare in Love, where, where everything was going wrong. They didn't have a lead for the play. And Shakespeare kept asking the theater owner, how's this going to go right? Like, how are we going to get this done? And the theater owner always kept saying, It'll happen. It'll just happen. And I, I, I saw that a lot where people are like, no, 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 I'll make it. It'll be okay. Well, I think that people ultimately make it. They just make it with a lifestyle adjustment that they may not make it in the way that they envision their retirement in terms of the freedom to do everything that they wanted to do. They may have to make adjustments if they give away money earlier. He and they're let's say they're an adventurer type, and they maybe they went on too many trips early on. Well, they're going to have to dial it back. So, I mean, I, I hope that in you know most cases it wouldn't be an extreme case where they were in true poverty, but people may have a strong reality check if they've given away money or they haven't done good planning because they're these characteristics are dominant for them. And, and I wonder as I'm, as I'm thinking about this and I'm listening to you, if maybe a healthy dose of both is really where you need to be, because I feel like people on one end are going to be so anti spending money that they're never going to live. And yet the people that are much more open to new experiences, giving stuff away, those people, I mean, the people with neuroses, that's a whole different issue, right? But people that are giving money away, that are uh, uh, um, uh, living more, like they're actually having more fun. And if, hey, if, if you're old enough when you run out of money, it might might not matter that much. Well, I think, first of all, that's a that's an excellent point. I mean, obviously, many of us hope to leave money to the next generation, but at the same time, there is something to be said for, you know, you you kind of, if you knew the day that you would die, you would plan out exactly perfectly <laughs> right, what would happen, right? Right. And the other thing, and this is something that some data supports that I've seen recently, is that we assume that retirement is what sort of, well, many of us assume it's one linear thing where you need this much to live. And, and I'm making a gesture straight, a line straight ahead. So 
we have this idea that's often popular of, you know, 4% a year. But in fact, the data shows that your early years of retirement are often very expensive because you're often setting up a new way of living. You're often doing a lot of medical things while you're younger to keep yourself healthy, a lot of benchmark things. You might be coming off your firm's health insurance at age 64, 65, should you be reading the stereotype of retiring at that age. And so, and you're young and healthy and you can do things. You're traveling. The truth is, let's say you're 80 or 90 and you suddenly have a spike in medical costs and people worry, what's that going to do to your finances? Absolutely valid. However, if you are having heavy medical costs, you're not going on that trip of a lifetime around the world and spending money there. Your other costs have plummeted. You might not be paying your mortgage anymore. You might have a reverse mortgage. Who knows what? But many things do calibrate differently as you go through this, let's say, 40-year retirement. And we shouldn't ca- calculate it as one the same. Every year is the same. There's phases of retirement that we forget about. Well, and there also are, you know, we did a story for Saturday show about retrenchments, right? I mean, it's the same thing during those 40 years, you're going to have times of expansion and times of retrenchment. And definitely, I think because of this, knowing where your milestones are, like knowing how much how much uh, gas you can spend out of the tank uh, is going to be a huge number to know because for people that don't nat- that aren't naturally, I mean, the one thing that hit me about this piece, I guess, to stop mid sentence, is they talk about financial self efficacy, which is a sense of resilience and control over financial situations. Well, let's say somebody's listening to this and you say to yourself, you know, that's not me. I don't have that gene in my body. You can still set up milestones so you don't have to and then plan regular check-ins so that instead of having this natural, you know, money doesn't, doesn't, uh, money escapes my wallet if I don't check in. Gene, if you've got that, well, then at least having something that tells you're going to be okay every six months or every quarter is, is even, even better idea. Yeah. And I love the idea of having a third party involved to check in on you and make sure that you're on course, because sometimes you do get emotional about things. And we talked about this in Saturday's show when we talk about art, where you're not making a decision that is objective. And that's also important. We did ask our money friends online on Instagram at Money Friends Pod, according to the data, which personality type do you think is more likely to go broke in retirement? And the choices were creative or conscientious. Oh, creative's going to go. I broke. thought it would be a landslide, but it, I mean, there's it people that voted for both. Like a hundred, hundred to zero. I thought hundred percent. That's what I thought. It was just kind of for fun. Um, and it was seventy percent creative and thirty percent conscientious. Well, maybe by conscientious, so, people thought that creative people are going to be creative about their money, and conscientious right. people are more likely to give it away. You know, maybe maybe yeah. in that way, people were thinking. I don't. I don't know. We also do this live in front of a Facebook audience, and we've had a great discussion going on while you and I have been talking, Bobby, about these traits. Gregory's hanging out with us and says in a psych class, he learned there's five personality traits, openness to new experience, contentiousness, extroversion, introversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. That sounds a lot like what we were just talking about. He says, seems like the study used those same traits. Uh, and then Jim said they have a name. They're known as the big five personality traits, ocean versus canoe. Uh, and Sarah, my good friend, Sarah says, uh, I don't know. It's a mystery, which is what the, that's what the, that's what the guy in, uh, in Shakespeare in love said every time Shakespeare said, mm-hmm. how are we going to get through this? The guy said, I don't know. It's a mystery. And you know what happened? Everything always ended up right. It was, it was pretty awesome. Jeffrey Rush played that character just for this little side discussion. You're just an encyclopedia, Joe. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yes, that's that's the important part of this show. I'm a movie encyclopedia. 
Uh, in just a second, Bobby and I are going to have our takeaways from today's piece. But before we do that, I want to talk just a little bit about this idea of putting real estate in your, uh, and I'm not talking about REITs, by the way, I'm talking about putting actual houses in your IRA or your solo 401k or putting shares of a uh, private company or maybe peer-to-peer lending, crowdfunding, those things in your IRA. You can do it. You don't have to stick with the stuff that's offered through the usual uh, brokerages. But when you do it, you want to check out Rocket Dollar. And the reason is, number one, making investments is easy. You just write a check out of your Rocket Dollar account from your IRA and never wait for a custodian to mail a check on your behalf. It's that simple. You can take advantage of whatever negotiated price that you came up with on the spot. Best of all, you keep all those tax protections, the existing IRA or 401k, as long as you follow the rules. And Rocket Dollar has a ton of education available on their site because if you do these wrong, what you're going to find is you're going to get a nice letter from the IRS. You're going to owe taxes and penalties uh, on all that money. And it's no longer an IRA. It can be really ugly. But when you open a Rocket Dollar account and decide, you know what, I'm taking advantage of that world of investment opportunities, you're going to get $15 off and a one-time $360 sign-up fee. For Money with Friends peeps, our friends at Rocket Dollar are offering $100 off your setup fee. Here's what you do. You go to rocketdollar.com forward slash MWF, rocketdollar.com forward slash MWF, and they'll tell you how you put in money with friends in the checkout and boom, it's $100 less expensive. Thanks to them for doing that. So good stuff. All right, Uh, Bobby, what's our takeaway from this? If you are worried this could be you, if you saw your personality or heard your personality trait um, in the article, put in some checks and balances. Someone who is not a stakeholder, for example, um, don't set it and forget it when it's time to take money out. That 4% rule, as I've said, in my opinion, not a good one because it leaves no wiggle room. You can use that as a baseline, but also use common sense here. If your investments aren't throwing off, off enough money, get real and back out a little bit from your lifestyle and be in it for the long haul. Protect yourself from yourself. (laughs) I like that idea. (laughs) Protecting yourself from yourself. Third party, non-stakeholders. We can be our own worst enemy all the time. Uh, Totally. I've, I find, I found that on my uh, food journey of eating healthier. um, As I dive into this MetPro diet, I found that I can be my own worst enemy if I want to be. Totally. But, but which is funny because they always give me a coach in my corner, which, 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 I mean, same thing you're talking about. The fact that I have this coach makes me go, oh, I don't want to have to tell Jesse that I had apple pie. Right. Because she isn't, I mean, she's interested in you, but she's also not a stakeholder. It's yeah. not her health at stake in that sense. She's there to only support you. Yes. That's her only interest. It shouldn't matter at all uh, to me. And it totally matters what Jesse thinks. So anyway, and then it's my, working. That's <laughs> the point. Absolutely. Uh, uh, my takeaway is this. I see these things all the time about personality traits. And I think, well, I don't have that personality trait. That's, that's not me, but it doesn't have to be you. If it's not you, the best way to cover up your Achilles heel is doing what Bobby says, which is finding people that have those traits to support you. As an example, I have coaches in my corner all the time, not just Jesse, but other coaches who, who have a different way of looking at the universe than I do. And the reason for that is, and most of us, by the way, don't like to surround ourselves with people who don't look at the world the same way we do. It's tough 
However, when I get the point of view of somebody who looks at things differently, I also am able to cover up my weaknesses and it works much, much better when I do it that way. But that's not the only thing. Not only do I want to have people that think differently than me, I want to have systems that help me create those things. So again, if I'm somebody who isn't conscientious about money leaving my wallet, I can schedule check-ins. I can systematically in my phone, on my calendar, I can put those in a place so that I can de facto have those traits, even though inherently they're not something I was born with. With all the technology, Bobby, we have available today, shouldn't be an excuse that I wasn't born that way. No, I totally agree with that. And I think that is incredibly well said. And and I think it's important to have those checks and balances, as I said, um, in place to protect yourself from yourself, Joe, because you, you clearly feel you need that. <laughs> Absolutely. Gregory hanging out with us says, I should just eat the pie and don't tell anybody. But you know what, Gregory? I know. I oh, the, the guilt. I oh, know. My goodness. Oh, and the, the guilt is worse than anything. The fact, if I start lying about the pie, what else would I be lying about? So yeah, I can't do that, sadly. All right. And where the do we, scale will not lie. The scale, the scale will, will not is, lie. That's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bobby, if people want to want to uh, help us on Instagram or see what's coming up on the show on Instagram, uh, what's our handle? At Money Friends Pod is our handle on both Instagram and on Twitter. So you can find out what shows are coming up. You can find out usually what show is happening today. And you can also find out when we're taping so you can be part of the show. And uh, stick close to Instagram stories if you want to leave comments and get a shout out on the show. And if you'd uh, like to hang out with us while we make the show, head to uh, facebook.com forward slash iStackBenjamins. Thanks to everybody who hung out with us today. Sarah, Jim, Gregory, uh, Lori's here, uh, showing up late. Lori, we tried to wait for you, but we couldn't do it. Mika's <laughs> here, Kimberly. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out today. All right, on behalf of Bobby, I'm Joe. By the way, uh, coming up tomorrow, we're back to thought leader time. Who's hanging out with us tomorrow, Bobby? We have John and David, the Debt Free Guys. Awesome. Those are always fun episodes. I know. They're going to be coming live from Vegas. Oh, Very show, cool. show offs. They're yeah. so cool. <laughs> they will see you tomorrow, guys, back here at Money with Friends. Bye-bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.